Welcome back to the 123 Show with me, Noreen Mayer, this Wednesday afternoon. And I'm super delighted to welcome back to the studio Cruzy McCalligan, who is back for our midweek audio column. Cruz, it's great to speak to you. How are you? Hi, I'm good. It's getting hot out there. Is it? It oh. is. It's really hot out there. It's like it doesn't matter how long you've been in Hong Kong for. I was born here and I'm still not used to it. I know the I'm humidity. I'm just looking behind you. The humidity um, uh, is 81%. So it's it's probably oh it's steaming it's like out swimming there. through the air. Um, so Cruz is also on Facebook Live as well. Uh, you can join us, Noreen Mayer on RTHK Radio 3 and also Cruz at RTHK Radio 3. So what are you going to be talking about this week? Um, I'm going to talk about salad. Salad. Sure. The, yeah. the salad. 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 <laughs> As in a salad. And that's quite like that. <laughs> You're like, that sounds so dull. It does, doesn't it? It sounds really dull. And and the reason I'm talking about it is because I I had a salad yesterday for my lunch. And I asked my husband, I was like, what do you want for lunch? I'm like, I'm just going to have a salad. And it was that thing of like, I'm just going to have a salad. And even I was disappointed by my own answer. But I think it was one of those things. I was like, why am I disappointed by this answer? Because I actually quite like the salad I was having. Um but salad is a really loaded thing. And I started looking into it. So we've got a couple of salad facts. And then we're going to get into basically the sexist history of the salad. Because it's quite fascinating. Sexist it's, history? There's a sexist history to the salad. And it's, oh, just, there's a lot to unpack. It there's blows a lot to my toss mind. about yes. today. So, and then I have a good pun. I have a good pun. Let us begin. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, really? I think you just, I'm just too excited. Yeah, I don't I even love know it. Start. I love it. We're going to talk about salad. So, firstly, salad, the word salad comes from the Latin herbisalta or salted herbs. And the reason is because these types of greens were usually seasoned with dressings covered in a lot of salt. So, this is a salads have been around for a long time. And it's really funny because there's not really a strong, a kind of, I was trying to look at a definition of salad myself. Um, and I think it's about assembly rather than. Um, cooking something. So when we talk about a salad, you think, okay, things kind of tossed together. And we usually think about like lettuce and tomatoes and cucumbers and sad little things like rabbit food like that. But there's also like warm salads and potato salad, potato salad yes. and all these other types of salad. I'm going to talk a bit about the Caesar salad later because it's fascinating. Um, but I now think that, that you mentioned it, there's such a variety of salads mm. that maybe it isn't boring after all. No, but it does have a perception of being quite boring. Yes, it right? does. It does. Yes. And and the reason I want to chat about it, so we, we see, um, okay, if we take that stereotypical salad, which is basically bland bits of lettuce, right? Like just floating around and with very little to inspire us. Now, lettuce um, actually started out as a weed, in the Mediterranean Basin area. It was brought to the Americas by Christopher Columbus. We didn't know that he did that, but he did that. Um, it's the second most popular fresh vegetable in the US behind potatoes, which are a debatable vegetable. Um, they are obviously a vegetable, but in terms of the nutritional value, um, Apparently, the average American eats approximately 30 pounds of lettuce each year. And considering how light it is, that's quite a, quite lot, a lot of lettuce. <laughs> um, lettuce was first eaten by the ancient kings of Persia 2,500 years ago. So that satisfying, refreshing crunch has been something that's been with us for a very, very long time. Um, in ancient Egypt, lettuce was considered to be a powerful aphrodisiac and um, was thus sacred to the fertility god, apparently as well. Uh, the ancient Greeks and Romans thought that eating lettuce helped you have a good night's sleep, which is probably true if you don't have a very heavy meal. Not a big stomach. Yeah, yeah. you don't have such a full stomach or something like that. So it's, it's quite interesting. But when we start talking about um, 
we start talking about salad, um, it's really interesting as a societal social construct. It's a food of abstention. It's saying that I'm not going to have actual food. I'm going to have a salad. And this is okay. And I understand that we have amazing salads today and people, you go to restaurants, there's incredible salads we can have with quinoa and all these different things in them. But it has always been classified as a woman's food, as a food of abstention. And this idea of it being um, just a salad, you just, I'm just going to have a salad, like that you're, you're choosing not to have actual food, you're having a salad instead, right? And um, as a word and as an image and as a category of food, it's almost shorthand for eating healthy, having a salad, regardless of the fact that you can put a lot of calories into a salad. Salad. Yeah. There's, you know, dressings. The add, dressings. Dressings. Yeah. Add, like all this, we've been through this. Anyone who's ever had any kind of dieting program will know that, like, just have the dressing on the side and just eat the plain, boring salad. And it is a food of abstention, and it's shorthand for joyless, healthy eating a lot of the time. No one's rejoices at the idea of a salad. They should and they could, but to date, we do have this cultural stereotype around it um, and it evokes diets and weight consciousness in a way that no other entire category of food does and as a result it's really associated with women it's associated with being feminine light and uh, you know and and like you know you don't eat huge amounts of food um have you ever seen there was an incredible blog women laughing with salad which is all the stock photographs of women laughing with salad i've never been that happy with a cherry tomato on a fork in my life. But you can look this up. There are so many images. And you pick up any healthy magazine, there'll be a woman throwing a bowl of salad into the air, just joyous Joyful. at yeah. the, the, you know, the, the prospect the of, prospect of <laughs> salad. But um, there's this really interesting idea that, you know, when someone orders a salad at lunch, for example, it's presented as the decision of a martyr giving up their happiness. You know, like, I'm just going to, I'll just have the salad. I'll just have the salad. And I was looking back on this in my own life. And I really distinctly remember actually being a teenager and going on a date with someone and ordering a salad. <laughs> and it was the most uninspired. I was so hungry. And it was the, and I remember that feeling of like, I'm, I want to impress this person. I'm going to impress them by showing them I can survive on the fewest numbers of calories I need or something. I'm not quite sure. But I remember that feeling of just having a salad. Have you ever, have you ever had that as you know, it's, it's a weird competition that women have within themselves who can have the least number of calories in this situation. To, you know yes I have but I must admit I've never been a salad fan because I get so hungry <laughs> exactly I, 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 I love food too much and you see and it's exactly that I'm disregarding salad as not real food and, and why should it why shouldn't it be it's still real no, food it's still real food but but we do have this the sense of it and and now salad um took off during um, the early 20th century which is the era of home economics and scientific cooking and and because they were fussy and they were labor-intensive and they were decorative and they and as a result, they were associated with refinement, wealth, femininity. Um, and a lot of the things that actually were categorized as salad at this time weren't very dainty or healthy. Things like egg yolks mashed with mayonnaise. That's not a... That's an egg salad. That's not egg really, salad. it's not actually very healthy to eat that. Um, but Bacon of course, and potato salad. Yeah, potato salad, which is delicious. Sour cream, so, so much. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. But 
but the the interesting thing is there was this um there was this idea of you know the salad never really even though there's other ideas the salad never really lost its original image as being this fragile leafy like interlude um a nutritional frill if you will um they were perceived as a ladies food reflecting the image of frailty attached to the women who made them that we have to be that women have to be light and airy and frivolous like a salad mm-hmm. and that that's how we're meant to be and then of course today um you know we would say that people think of healthy food as feminine anyway you know that if, if it, you think of men eating food you think of them having steak and burgers and chips and women have a salad and salmon and ro- lightly roasted chicken that is only you know like lightly peppered with a squeeze of lemon that's all you need a squeeze of lemon on everything and so it's very there's a very sexist idea with these sorts of things and and people have wondered about why we have this idea of um you know male and f- masculine and feminine and why is salad feeling feel so feminine but people the science has shown that we expect um unhealthy foods to be marketed in a more masculine way and healthy foods to be marketed in a more feminine way and they go okay well, maybe it's this idea of like hunter gatherers so like once upon a time in the cave men were out there killing the bison with their bare hands or whatever it was and we were just like frolicking around the entrance to the cave picking bits of sprigs of mint or whatever it was and that that's why we have this division which is completely inaccurate actually it would be the men might spear the bison but the women are the ones skinning it right you know so it's 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 really interesting but but we still have these kind of ideas over over our society and the way we think about ourselves so there's this thing but of course it's giving it's giving this um it's giving salad a really bad reputation um but of course it's changed so now it's this idea of like if you want to like really claim it so you know women should probably eat salad to be dainty and feminine but that we also want them to eat like men to be cool because a girl who has like a beer and a burger and says i'm not going to have the salad i'm going to have a beer and a burger but probably still be like very beautiful and very thin all these other things is going to be a really cool girl so salad is not cool but we expect we respect someone for ordering it if it's for the right reasons you know it's this idea of like oh no they can they can order they can order their salad um and there's also they say there's a pressure for men not to eat salads which is why it's getting a bit um you know a, a, a bit less you know that sort of thing of like oh a man ordering a salad is that a bit is that a bit odd you know surely they're meant to be showing their male prowess of how much they can pack into their gullets or whatever you know like it's meant to impress us when people deprive themselves of what they want to eat and again i love a salad but i'm a big believer in like packing it all into a salad you know what i mean like you shouldn't you should have textures and flavors it doesn't have to be just just what leaves. you get in the little plastic container on economy on a plane <laughs> you know like two lettuce leaves half a cherry tomato and like a stick of cucumber is very uninspiring for anyone to eat unless you are actually a rabbit <laughs> right so it's it's so it's a really interesting idea but when we think about all these ideas about the history of salad where it came from um there's a really interesting idea especially because i think one of the probably the most famous salads would be the caesar salad right um probably because it's quite delicious yes and so it's actually not that healthy but it's delicious so why wouldn't you have a caesar salad but i didn't realize this that it's clouded in mystery there's all are you a fan of the caesar salad i am but like like you said it, it's packed with the sauce and the dressing and that actually makes it quite calorific so yeah I but just doesn't really yeah it doesn't matter because, if it's delicious like exactly. come on it's delicious but the story behind the caesar salad is really interesting so when we think about a caesar salad it's mostly greens probably romaine lettuce which nobody's eating at the moment because of the whole e coli scandal but romaine lettuce and like a garlic vinegar 
vinaigrette dressing, a creamy dressing or something like that. It might have bits of croutons, bacon, croutons, yeah. anchovies. Yes. Like there's lots of ideas around this. Um, anchovies? Yeah, apparently. Posh. Apparently. I don't know. I'm not an anchovy fan. Mm. So I would always say, please leave the anchovies. Yeah. Um, so they, they think that um, the original Caesar salad creator was an, a restaurateur called Caesar uh, Caesar Cardini, who lived from 1896 to 1956, who invented it in Tijuana, Mexico. Okay, so a lot of people think, so that's, this is the story. I'm going to go with this story. The other story is that it was invented in 1903 by an Italian cook in Chicago called Giacomo Jr., who um, had a small restaurant. And he, um, so he, he apparently he, he kind of did this thing where he would toss a bit of lettuce in, um, to, and added a bit of bitterness to it and he kind of experimented so the people that think it was that but most people think it's the story of this guy Cesar Cardini in Tijuana, Mexico and the story goes that he was running low on food on the 4th of July weekend 1924 um, and so he put together a salad from his for his guests from what was left over in the kitchen. And the original recipe was romaine lettuce, uh, garlic, croutons, parmesan cheese, boiled eggs, olive oil, and Worcester sauce. So the original salad was prepared at the table side, which it still is. There's something about if you go to a really, really, really fancy restaurant and you order a Caesar salad, like a dude comes to you with like a carved out cheese and like all this sort of it's it, there's fanfare around the salad, right? So apparently this is how it started in 1924, and the original salad uh, was prepared at the table side and then they were all all the leaves were were dressed and placed out and now we have a we have someone who um who verifies this a very famous uh, a very famous uh, chef julia child who apparently has a um recounts this she said one of her early remembrances of restaurant life was going to tijuana in 1925 or 1926 with her parents which is a funny image anyway of like this lovely bubbly julia child like popping over the border into tijuana mexico but apparently it was very popular because of the prohibition in the u.s so a lot of people were going into mexico, mexico and this created kind of this incredible flash uh celebrity culinary scene in Tijuana, Mexico, which is just over the border, right? So it's amazing. Um, so she went with her parents and they were very excited to have lunch at Caesar's restaurant. And she said um, she'd heard about the salad. So she was only, you know, she was a teenager, a child at the time. And they ordered the salad and she said that, you know, all these things happened. They saw him uh, break two eggs over the romaine and roll them in. Like, I don't know if you should really be eating raw eggs in a hot climate, but this was happening at the time. Um, and then... Uh, you know, garlic flavored croutons, Parmesan cheese. So she's watching this man throw together this salad. Um, and so she thought this was quite fascinating and amazing. And it was part of what she would go on to teach kids when she was cooking later on and stuff like that. So it's quite interesting that we see this, this idea about the Caesar salad. And interestingly, how it moved to Europe, there's another rumor mill. There's like a lot of rumors around the Caesar salad was that it was um, attributed to Wallace Simpson, the mistress and ultimately the wife of Prince Edward VIII of Wales, right? So, um, you know, Wallace Simpson was, you know, I guess the Yoko Ono of the... I don't know. What do we refer to her as? She was the... Yoko. Okay, I guess that's what we can... Yes. I, I mean, I don't I don't have anything against her so, personally. I just... I know exactly but, what But I guess that's how the, she's the seen. Yes. The, the one who's seen that way. Um, and now she often visited and partied in San Diego and Tijuana in the 1920s. So she popped on over to Europe and said, you guys got to try the salad. And then that was apparently how Caesar salad kind of made its way into Europe as well. And obviously being delicious spread quite a lot. Um, there's also a lot of other famous salads. The Cobb salad. 
um, a cob salad, which uh, which I just love the name. Yes, I love the names. Uh, remind me again what what's in a cob salad? Okay, so a cob salad, um, named after restaurant manager Bob Cobb. True story. <laughs> Bob Cobb. It was basically a, a, an assortment of leftovers again, um, which was consisted of chopped turkey or chicken, bacon, hard-boiled eggs, tomatoes, avocado, cheddar cheese, lettuce. Um, it could be served with crumbled blue cheese and vinaigrette dressing. Oh. Um, and so there's all these different kinds of things people used to put in it. Um, and yeah, but apparently the story goes that this restaurant manager, Bob Cobb, um, had finished his shift. And he'd been um, improvising the salad for years. He had no time to eat, went into the storeroom um, and just opened up one of the ice boxes, scrounged around for what he could find, kind of hobbled to cobbled together this cob salad. And it was obviously delicious. And then he ended up telling someone about it um, and said, oh, yeah, I've been eating this. And they said, that sounds delicious. I want to know about it. And that's why they it kind of caught on again it was like i mean it was like an innovation have you tried cobb salad have you tried have you, tr- try, have you tried bob cobb's salad, bob cobb's and, salad? And yeah and they the said yes salad. it's delicious it's just a whole bunch of cheese and ham cobbled together i mean it sounds amazing right um other salads which of course uh is coleslaw yes. now this is interesting so i love a good coleslaw and do I you consider like, coleslaw as a salad i then? do but i i, okay. I think of coleslaw as a salad as like shredded cabbage yes. and shredded carrots with mayonnaise i don't like the mayonnaise-ness of it um, i think it's too mayonnaise yeah but i do like like the real i really one thing i like about salad is a good crunchy salad yeah right i think it's like a good crunch is really nice but apparently uh the term coleslaw is a 19th century term which originated in the united states but coleslaw cold slaw got its name from the dutch cool sla the word cool meaning cabbage and sla is salad so cool salad um so just a cabbage salad um and in english that became coleslaw and eventually cold slaw which no one really calls it except for i guess americans but apparently the original the dutch cool sla was hot it was a hot salad, so it wasn't a salad. It was hot, hot cabbage. <laughs> so, so a lot of Kinda things like have happened. Non-fermented sauerkraut. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, the other one is salad niçoise. Yes, the tuna one. Yes, yes. which I always, um, I have a really bad habit of ironically pronouncing fancy words wrong. So I'll say gourmet, yeah. even though I know that it's gourmet. gourmet. <laughs> I'll say gourmet. And with niçoise, I'll say nikois. <laughs> Because I'm trying to be like, just because it gives me a bit of entertainment to myself. But the problem is when I actually say this to people out loud when ordering items. They're looking at you like, what what she's saying. Salad niçoise, um, which is a descriptive term for a whole bunch of foods uh, from the city of Nice in France. And this is usually like garlic, tomatoes, anchovies, black olives, capers, lemon juice. And it's the most famous of all these dishes. um, And it can also have potatoes, olives, green beets, all all of these different sorts of things. Um, So it's quite a a famous salad, the salad niçoise. Um, Interestingly, there's also the Waldorf salad, which always reminds me of like home ec classes, because it's like chop bits of apple yeah. and put it in with it. It was like apple, celery, walnuts, walnuts mayonnaise, yeah. um, and that was apparently um, that was that that was also uh, founded in the US as well, um, which was um, in, in quite early in the late eighteen hundreds. People started chopping up things together. I guess it's just that like needs must thing, right? As well. Um, but yes, yeah, so then we've got these are all the different sorts of salads. Interestingly, in the UK, there's a thing I don't know this. You lived in the UK for a while, didn't yeah. you? Yeah, salad cream. Salad. Do you know cream. what salad cream is? Yes, I do. Yeah. So apparently, salad cream is a really big thing, and Br- it's the British- delicious. <laughs> the British send- spend sixty-one point five million pounds a year on salad cream, um, which kind of seems to defeat the purpose of the salad as a light 
dainty snack. It completely reminded me. I'd completely forgotten about this great invention. Of course, salad coming back cream. To, coming back to Hong Kong, we just sort of go back to the the old mayonnaise. <laughs> but, but salad cream every second. It's a ting. Yes. Every <laughs> every second, the British buy on average one point two eight bottles of salad cream. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I didn't know that this was a thing, but this is a thing apparently. A big industry um, too. Yeah, so it's it's really interesting, and I think you can definitely overdress a salad. I would say you can overdress a salad. Um, I have some awesome salad quotes today, actually. If you can imagine that there are awesome salad quotes, please. Um, the first please. one, which I really like, is from Homer Simpson, who said, "You don't win friends with salad." Um, and I'm going to go ahead and agree, <laughs> probably. If you went around to dinner at someone's house and they said we're having a salad, depends on what kind of salad they produce, obviously. Depends, right. because, you know, that there are a lot of uh, CrossFit fans around town yeah. and, and they love a good salad. They love a good salad. Well, like, I love a good salad. I don't have a problem with salad. I just definitely think that you can... You know, you can you can make a salad and you can make a salad. You know what I mean? Um, and I think when people try and... It, it, when it becomes an act of deprivation, it does you and the salad a disservice. Um, I really liked this quote from Sylvia Plath, the writer, who said, um, I made a point of eating so fast, I never kept the other people waiting, who generally only ordered chef's salad and grapefruit juice because they were trying to reduce. Almost everybody I met in New York was trying to reduce. <laughs> and so that's Sylvia Plath, like talking about the fact that there was already that diet culture of deprivation. It's very martially being like, you know what, I'm very hungry and we're starving hungry sitting here for lunch, but I'll just have the salad. Because I'm trying to reduce. Because I'm trying to reduce. One of my favourite, my favourite um, quotes um, is from the Shakespeare play Antony and Cleopatra from 1606 and this is um, often a famous uh, salad idea where she, uh, they say uh, when, Cleop uh, when Cleopatra is regretting her youthful dalliances with Julius Caesar she says my salad days when I was green in judgment cold in blood and of course um, I think that's the most beautiful piece of writing. Her salad days when you're when you're green and fresh, fresh. and crunchy. You know, like, I miss my salad days. I'm definitely not. I'm the accompanying are... bread roll to the salad days now. But once upon you're a time, still in your salad days. What bread roll no. days? The soggy bread roll. Um, but I, when we talk about when we talk about salads, of course, the famous chef Yotam Ottolenghi saying a well-made salad must have a certain uniformity. It should make perfect sense for those ingredients to share a bowl. And I think if you think about it that way, it does take on more of an art form, you know, and considering now it's hot, it's hot outside. And actually the idea of sitting down to a bowl of hot tomato soup is probably not what people want to have for lunch. We want lighter meals because something it's refreshing. something refreshing. Yeah. So I think there's we need to champion the salad and don't get too boring with it. You know exactly. what I mean? Cruz, it's always don't a just have a salad. Don't just yeah. have a salad. Dress it up, but not with too much dressing. Not too much dressing. Exactly. Yeah, it can sure. drown the salad and, <laughs> and that's a disservice. Uh, meanwhile, Cruz, thank you so much for, for your sharing today. I always learn so much from you and I'm sure our listeners can agree. Always entertaining and well delivered. Thank you so much for your time <laughs> today. You next week. Until next week. Thank you very much to Cruzy McCalligan uh, talking about salad. Uh,